Welcome back to the Beauty Brand Launchpad podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. I know the the past two episodes I've been interviewing people, but today it's just me. We're just chatting and we're we're talking about a topic that I think is so so important. I feel like it's it's definitely overlooked, especially especially when it comes to business and and different things like that because I feel like there's a lot more than what meets the eye. And so today we're going to be talking about how your self-worth, how you feel about yourself and what you're capable of really determines your actual net worth itself, how much money you're actually going to make. Because if you don't believe you can, you can do something, then, then you, yeah, then you are not going to do it. Right. So you have to have that, that, that belief that you can actually achieve something more. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm really, really excited to be jumping into this with you. Welcome to the Beauty Brand Launchpad. I'm your host, Mark Kaiser, AKA Mr. Mags, and here we're diving deep with tangible tips, tricks, and mindsets to take your beauty business to the next level so you can stop trading your time for money and start building your future. Because I truly believe that once you've equipped yourself with the knowledge of what's possible for your beauty brand and the steps of how to get there, it's just a matter of finding the path that best aligns with you. So come join me as we go through this journey together and have this be the launchpad for the beauty business of your dreams. So when it comes to our self-worth, you know, I I think of when I, so back in 2018 is when we've really got into online courses and things like that. I was able to quit my job. Well, I quit my job before that. And then I was able to focus on these courses full time. They kind of just fell into our lap in a way, but it, it kind of changed my belief about what was possible, like what I was capable of uh, as a person. And uh, I was I was going through this phase, uh, you know, the the first year we we did really well. We were bringing in the uh, this money, like this is great. Okay, like if I put in more work, if I keep doing these things, then I'm gonna get more results. And so I put in more work, and that actually started to be the case, right? We started we started seeing more results. It was getting more consistent. We were getting income that we could rely on every single month. You know, things were selling. But what I noticed was. I kept hitting a ceiling. I kept hitting a cap no matter what I did. It's just like I couldn't get past this certain number. Like I couldn't get past $100,000 a year or $150,000 a year. Like I would hit that cap and no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't get, I couldn't get past it. It was like running into a brick wall over and over again with your car. And you're like, well, why isn't this brick wall moving? Like that, that's how it felt that no matter what I did, I just couldn't get past this point. And during this time, I was doing a lot of like personal development, working on myself and different things like that. And so it, it started becoming more and more clear to me that just by working harder doesn't mean that you're going to be more successful. I know there's, there's kind of this culture, this hustle culture that was, you know, got really popular in probably like 2016, 2015, and has kind of carried over a little bit about just do more, do more, do more. And to a certain extent that that does work. But if that really was the truth, if the hardest working people are the ones that got ahead, then we'd have way more millionaires than we than we would have, right? You think about some of the hardest working people and they have no money, you know, why is that? And so, you know, there's, there's a few factors that go into it, you know, uh, as far as providing a service or a skill that's highly in demand, it's highly paid, right? There's, there's things that go into that as well. But it's also about like what you personally think you're capable of, how you view the world, your reality of the world, because Henry Ford has this quote, and I think this quote's really, really powerful. And he says, 
whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And I truly believe that our reality, how we perceive the world, whatever we think it is, is what's true to us. Like reality is relative. Like that's a weird concept. And I know that might kind of go some over some of your heads or you think I'm, I'm crazy. But if you think about it, like we are creating our reality every single second, how our life looks is a direct reflection of how we feel about ourselves, the decisions we made and everything else like that. Like, yes, there are things going on outside of our control in the world and different things like that, but we still get to choose how it affects us or what it means to us. Like we give, we give whatever meaning to these things. Like someone down the street can have a completely different outlook or your next door neighbor can have a completely different outlook on the very exact same topic. Does it mean that that person's perspective or view is wrong? No, it's just right to that person and yours is right too. And so it's an interesting concept to think about that truth is relative. Like truth is relative. Like it's it's really kind of fascinating the more that you dig into it and, and different things like that because the the more you see life as a game, <laughs> which is again, weird to say, I know I might be losing some of you people, but the more that you see it like, hey, this is a game. Life is just for me to experience things. Like there's no right or wrong ways to do things. There's no best way. There's no one way. There's no quote unquote life's purpose, I want to say. I I think it's just more of we're on this planet at this time, this moment to experience life. You know, you can get into the whole religion thing and different things like that and, and dive into like, well, you know, I don't even, <sighs> like I'm trying to kind of walk around this because I don't want to get this to be too philosophical, but like right and wrong, you know, um, good or bad, it's again, is all relative. And so I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I want to, I want to let you know that you can create life to whatever you want it to be. And so with me hitting this cap on doing the the work, you know, just working more, working more. If I want to make more money, I got to work more. And I was hitting a wall and that was going directly against what everyone else was saying. And so I realized that things things had to had to change on the inside to reflect on the outside. It's it's kind of counterintuitive, but you have to fix, you have to incorporate how you're feeling, how you view the world on the outside, then it reflects on the outside. And so I had to, I had to kind of do some intro introspective work. You know, I started getting into meditation. I wasn't super consistent with it, but when I was, you know, I was able to have some aha moments. I was going to, I was able to have some breakthroughs and I was able to realize that I had some limiting beliefs based off of my, uh, my upgr- uh, upbringing. And the fascinating thing is, and you probably heard this before is like you, you can control, I, I can't remember the quote. Someone says, give me someone until the age of seven and I will control the rest of their life. Like the, our early years are so formative and we're so receptive to everything that's coming into us that we just take it as gospel. And so from those, those first, you know, seven, eight, 10 years of life really dictates the rest of our lives. And so we're really heavily influenced by our parents. We're really heavily influenced by our teachers, our religious leaders, whoever else is in our life, our siblings, whatever it is, like we're really highly influenced by these people. And for me, you know, money didn't come easily for, for my family. You know, my dad actually was an entrepreneur himself. He had his own business, but it was, it was a seasonal business. And so it was, it was inconsistent. He wasn't the best, you know, he, I would could describe my dad as he's an amazing ideas person. Like he can come up with the best ideas, but the execution part of it is something that he really struggled with. And so it 
kind of affected how successful his business would be. And so it was kind of just a roller coaster of inconsistency. And I was noticing that that was starting to become my life as well. And it was because whether I realized it or not on a subconscious level, that's kind of how I believed how being in business for yourself meant. It meant inconsistencies. It meant hard work. It meant, you know, putting in all these hours. It meant sacrifice. It meant these different things. But I also realized like just from my past experiences and things like that, that I had this belief that I was bad with money. And so the, the crazy thing is, is that if your subconscious believes something, so, so we're, we're constantly at battle with our, the chatter in our mind, you know, the, the things that we want, how we talk to ourselves and things like that. Like that's our conscious mind. That's the mind that we're aware of. But then there's the subconscious mind. It's all the things that we're not aware of. It's all the habits. It's all the, the things that are running our vital organs. It's all that stuff. That's the subconscious brain. And that's where habits are, are created, right? And so everything is just based off of a habit. You know, you do something repetitively enough consciously, it eventually becomes unconscious or subconscious. And so we can just, our brain can put that on autopilot so we can focus on more important things. Like that's kind of, the brain is trying to be as, as efficient as possible. And that's why we have our subconscious mind. And so by, by understanding this, I was, I was having this thought that I was bad with money. Like that was a subconscious belief. And so my brain as much as, you know, consciously I was thinking like, I'm going to change things. I'm going to make more money. It's going to be great. When it comes down to it, like your conscious mind versus versus your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind is going to win every single time. It's deeply ingrained in you, in your habits and how you interact with life, whether you realize it or not, or not, like that's, that's going to be how your life is going to be. <laughs> and so, um, I was, I had to like really break this down. And the only way to like build a new belief in a new habit was repetition and, and giving yourself evidence that what your, your, your belief beforehand wasn't necessarily true. So I had to do things consciously over and over again to make that a subconscious new habit and kind of rewire my brain to show that I was actually good with money. So it required me to start, you know, allocating money and saving it and different things like that to make me feel like I was actually, you know, in control, I'd make good decisions with my money, you know, and different things like that. And then over time, eventually that, that stopped being a thing because I heard this, this example of, um, how we have like a financial thermostat. And so we have a baseline where our thermostat just naturally goes our, our natural, say like our, our natural, um, money thing is around $80,000, $80,000 or $100,000, whatever it is. Like that's our baseline. And so anytime we go below that, the thermostat's going to kick in and the heat's going to come off, come up because we're like, Oh, this is weird. This is strange. Like we're not making much as much money. Let's, let's fix this. Let's get back to our baseline. Right. And same goes if you start making more money, it's like, Oh, like this is odd. Like this is how we do things. Like we're used to this level. This is completely new and unknown. This is scary for, you know, the, the brain hates the unknown. And so it's going to do whatever it can to bring you back down to that baseline. And I was, I was reading this book called the big leap and it's by gay Hendricks. I believe his name is. And he talks about how whenever we're like, there's, there's our zone of genius. The things that we're really good at were, we're, um, we're really, no, there's our zone of excellence. It's things that come naturally. It's maybe our job. It's things that, 
you know, don't really fulfill us, but it's something that we're good at. You know, we're really excellent at it. But anytime we start to step out of that zone of excellence and start getting into our zone of genius where like it really lights us up, it's what we feel like we're called to do. You know, the brain's going to do whatever it can to sabotage yourself. So for example, if you start stepping into your zone of genius and you start making a lot more money, you're going to do things to sabotage that. And it doesn't even necessarily mean like, oh, I'm going to, you know, quit my job and stop making this money. It could be as simple as like, oh, well, I started arguing with my wife or I started thinking about like worrying about this thing that I have no control over or whatever else. Cause, cause we've, we've taught ourselves to not be, to not let ourselves be happy in a way. And so he talks about this in the, in the book and it's really fascinating about how, how you can just be more aware of when we're starting to sabotage ourselves. And so, you know, there's, there's a couple examples in my life that I can think of. And the most recent one was when I was doing this launch uh, this most recent launch to sell my program, Online Beauty Empire, I was really stepping out of my comfort zone because uh, you've heard this in other podcasts, but I'm going to repeat it again, is like for the longest time, I was just behind the scenes. I was the tech guy. I was helping Maggie with the filming, the marketing and things like that. Like I really didn't have to put myself out front and center. Like if we wanted to sell her course and we're like, oh, let's do a webinar to sell your course. Like it was Maggie presenting the webinar, right? But for the first time, it's just like, nope. Like Mark, you're you're going to be doing this this you're the face of the brand. You're the one who's pushing this forward. So like, you're the, you're going to have to be the one who sells it and launches it and different things like that. And so for this previous launch that we just did this last one, I knew deep down, I'm like, you know what? The one before this wasn't as good as I was hoping for. I know we really need to do something bigger. It needs to be, I really need to make it more of like an experience and event. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put on a three day live training where we're gonna go live in a Facebook group, we're gonna go over content, we can ask questions, this and that, get them really excited, make it make it feel like an event. And leading up to this point, I was so stressed because I just, I put out a date and I'm like, okay, on this date, we're gonna do, is gonna be like this first date is gonna be the first video training, like sign up, get going. And I didn't have any of the content done or anything like that and I was freaking out, but I just knew like I needed that accountability to actually pull the trigger and get this thing done. And so, you know, I was just stressed, I was anxious, I was making myself feel sick, but it, it got to the point that leading up to that first initial training and the, the remaining trainings actually got myself sick. Like I was having a cold, I had a sore throat and different things like that. And it was just funny because in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, like this is my big leap. You know, this is me self-sabotaging myself because I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And so my body's physically reacting and trying to stop myself. Because, you know, I, I have these thoughts. I'm like, well, maybe maybe it would be smart for me to postpone it. Or maybe, you know, you know, I think, you know, I want to be at my best and this and that. And you start justifying, you start making these excuses. But once you can recognize, oh, this is my this is my subconscious programming kicking in, trying to keep me safe and keep me in the known because the unknown is scary. The more that the faster that you can recognize this, the more you're like, OK, I got to keep going like this is. This is proving to me that I need to move forward and go in this direction because it's making me uncomfortable. And the only way for growth and for you to see progress and get closer to your actual goals, you have to step outside of your comfort zone. You can't do that inside of your comfort zone because that's just going to keep giving you the same results that you've always gotten. And if you're not happy with those results and you want something more, you want something better, then you're going to have to do something more. You're going to have to do something better. You're going to have to do something scary. And so you have to step out of that comfort zone. The more that you step out of that comfort zone, you know, consistently, 
it's it's gonna it's gonna be that big leap for you. You're gonna see more faster growth the more often that you're able to do that. And so that's exactly what we did with this launch. I'm like, no, let's stick with it. We launched it and it was incredible. It was awesome. After that that first launch, I, I wanted that first day of training. I just <laughs> I remember sitting there on my on my computer and I just like wanted to cry because it was such an an overwhelming experience of like, wow, like this is powerful. Like I can do hard things. Like this is so out of my comfort zone and all the stress and anxiety that I was giving myself, like it really, it's not really valid necessarily. Like there's like, I can do this. I can step into this. And it was able for me to give myself a new identity. And it was, I was able to override that subconscious programming. And so the, the two remaining trainings, like, yeah, like I got a, a few butterflies like you would before like any training, but it, you know, I knocked it out of the park because I, I was encompassing, I was embodying that new identity. And so that that's what it comes down to is with this self-worth. Like you have to believe that you are worthy of having more. And I feel like that's really, really hard, especially with everything that happened. Like it kind of, it kind of jolted us in a lot of ways. And I think the jolt was good. I think it woke us up to realize like, oh, we gotta, I've got to approach things differently. You know, and hopefully, hopefully you didn't just numb yourself out with, you know, alcohol and Netflix and this and that. Like, obviously I, I did plenty of that, <laughs> but it was also a time for me to, to reevaluate like, okay, like what's serving me and what's not, you know, there's only so much alcohol you can drink. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of over this, at least for me. And so, so my, my goal for you is to really what the best way for you to start overriding your subconscious and really start getting yourself like building your self-worth so you can build your net worth is just take some moment to have silence. I know when people talk about meditation, they're like, I can't do it. Like my mind doesn't shut off. It doesn't, whatever it is. And I, I think meditation is probably the best route to go, but you don't have to do that right off the bat. I think even just taking a moment and taking a few deep breaths and just sitting there and closing your eyes and not doing anything, don't have your phone out, don't be checking this or that. Just try and quiet your mind, just even just for a minute, even just for a minute and just be still and tell yourself that you're doing a good job. You know, like give yourself a pat on the back, even though you're not where you want to be with your goals necessarily, or you're, they're not, maybe they're not happening as, as fast as you'd like, or you're struggling with this money's tight, whatever it is, just be thankful for what you do have. And I think by by working that gratitude muscle, it's going to make you feel so much better. Like it's just, there's, there's something about it. Like it, it just lifts you up. It, it almost takes a weight off your shoulders. It feels like. And so if you're struggling with how you feel about yourself and how, you know, if business isn't going the way that you want, or even your relationships or anything else like that, like take a moment and just sit in the silence, even if it's just for a couple minutes, two minutes, three, five minutes, Whatever you can do, like just take a moment for yourself. Even if it's in the shower, close your eyes and just sit there and just be present because too often, and I know this from my own experience and I know you guys can relate with this as well, is like our anxiety and the things that we stress about, it's never things in the moment. It's never things right at this very moment. It's all the things in the future, right? We're anticipating this. We're like, oh, this is going to come up. Like, what about this? Like, oh, you know, money's tight. How am I going to pay for rent? All these different things. It's all in the future. And then we beat ourselves up about all the things that we should have done better in the past, right? It's never in the present moment. 
So appreciate yourself for where you're at right now and, and give yourself a pat on the back. Like these past 18 months, we're going close to two years have been really, really hard and really eye-opening in a lot of ways. And you powered through, you're here, you survived, you know, like this was so, this affected people on a global level and you're still here. So give yourself some, some grace and really appreciate that. And the more that you appreciate yourself, you have gratitude for the people around you, the things that you do have, the experiences that you have, and the more that you work on that and start working out of your comfort zone, the more proof it's going to be to your subconscious brain. And you're going to start rewiring these things to build up your self-worth. And then money's just going to naturally come. If you come from a place of value and giving to others and, and really pushing yourselves and modeling like what works, modeling, modeling what uh, other people have done, excuse me, modeling what other people have done, then that's just a great recipe for you to have success as well. You know, like this person has done it. So I'm going to try and do what they've done as far as like how they've approached their business. I'm going to approach it in the same way for my business, you know, keep doing those things, keep being consistent. And then that's going to be further proof for your, your subconscious to be like, yeah, like I do deserve this. Like I, my net worth should increase. And so I know this is kind of a little bit all over the place, but what, um, what I really want you to think about is just like, how are you sabotaging yourself? Like, how are you keeping yourself stuck? What, what are you telling yourself about your current state? What are you making your reality? Because whether you like it or not, like everything that has happened in your life and what you currently have in your life is based off of your decisions. And I know there's, there's circumstances where you're like, well, this and that, you know, like I didn't, I didn't ask for this person to get hurt or cancer or whatever, you know, but still you, you have a choice on how you choose to show up. You have a choice on how you react to these things. You have a choice on the expectations you have on how things are quote unquote supposed to be. You have control over these things. And so take control and understand that you're not a victim. Like the, the longer you stay as a victim and that life has given you a shitty hand and that's just that, or, you know, I've got anxiety and I'm never going to get over it. And you know, it's going to affect the rest of my life. Like you have to get past that victim mentality and understand like, okay, I'm in control. If I want to get past this, then I'm going to work through it no matter what I'm going to make it happen. And the more that you do that, the better this over time, you're going to get to a point where, where things start to get better and you start feeling some relief if you're feeling that anxiety, like maybe it's not happening as often. And so just know that you're not alone, I guess is the best way to put it. 2021 was easily the hardest year of my life. You know, I thought 2020, 2020 was hard, but 2021 was really rough for me. Um, I feel like is the first time I could truly say that I was in a, a bit of a depression. Like I'm not naturally like a low person and I, I, I hadn't really felt depression up to this point, but 2021 was hard. You know, we moved to a new area. It just wasn't the best fit for me personally, but the beauty of it is, is like these hard times and you choosing how you show up. Like, I'm not going to say like, Oh, you know, I was, I was, I got past it and it was easy. No problem. Like there was, the majority of the year, I felt like I was in a, a depression, but 
I decided enough was enough and I started making a choice to like, hey, I'm in control. If I want to get out of this depression, if I want to change my circumstances, if I want to do these things, I have to take responsibility for that. And there's beauty in the struggle. You know, life, being able to enjoy life is all about accepting the contrast. Like if life was just good and rainbows and happy all the time, then we wouldn't have the perspective to actually appreciate it. It's those low moments, it's those hard times and persevering and working through that, that you can appreciate the really good times because you have that contrast. Without that contrast, you're, you're, you're just blissfully unaware, but then it's almost like you're, you're, you're not appreciative. And so it's, it's enjoying those hard times as hard as that is like in the moment being like, you know what, this, this is going to serve me in the long run. This is going to teach me some valuable life lessons. And I'm going to be able to use this, you know, going forward. And I was, I've been able to apply these lessons, not only in, in my life moving forward, but I'm also able to share them with you on this podcast in our courses and different things like that. Like there's so many things that I had to learn, you know, uh, perseverance wise and how to test things and try things out and not give up. And I can, I can incorporate that and share my message and share in these trainings and, and be like, Hey, I know you're struggling. I've, I've been there too. Like, keep going. You got this, right? Like, that's that's a powerful message that people need. And it's hard coming from someone who hasn't had, you know, similar struggles, right? And so I'm grateful for, for 2021 for that reason. You know, it, it gave me clarity on what I wanted. All the, all the low moments gave me the clarity of, by, by understanding what the things that I didn't want gave me more clarity on what the things I actually did want, if that makes any sense. So just know you got this. I'm rambling, but I love you. I think you're great. I know this has been hard, but just keep showing up. I know it's going to pay off. And if you need any encouragement, if you need any pointers, any tips, if you need even just someone to listen to, hit me up on, on Instagram, shoot me a DM. Like I would, I'd love to talk to you. I would love to kind of hear, you know, what you're struggling with. And if there's any way that I can help, like this is my, my invitation to you to reach out. And if anything, just know that you're not alone. So, uh, with this episode being all over the place, hopefully you found some value in it. Um, but I think, I'm thinking you're, you'll be able to pull some good nuggets out of there. So Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you if you've been listening for a while now. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm hoping this message is resonating with you. But just know that if you want to be successful in your business, the tactical things like the strategy and the doing and the, the marketing and the psychology, the, all those things, all the three-dimensional things, that's only 5 to 10% of it. Truly, I believe that 90, 95% of being successful in business is all mental. It's all, it's all just, if, I guess if you think of it this way, like if you truly believe that you couldn't do something, then you wouldn't do it. And so you, if you don't believe in yourself, then you're not going to see the results and get to where you want to go. And so just understand, like you have to work on yourself. You have to work on your mindset, your, your mental health for you to be successful in business. Like they're not separate things everything, your relationships, your business, you know, your spirituality, if you believe in that, they're all intertwined. Like everything is a cohesive, holistic thing. 
It's not like they're in separate buckets. You have to have them all working together for you to truly feel fulfilled and living the life that you want and moving forward. So I'm going to stop rambling here. Thank you so much. And yeah, I'll see you in the next episode. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Beauty Brand Launchpad podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to take a screenshot and share and tag me in your Instagram stories. And make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Every like, review, and share helps spread the Beauty Brand Launchpad message and is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, and I'll see you on the next episode.